Welcome to the Corporate Coven Podcast, a show where we will co-create the future of work in the age of Aquarius, using contemplative career practices and holistic human resources. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch From Work. Hello and welcome back. This is part two of job search advice from me, that witch from work. In the first episode, I talked about the importance of the Saturn cycle in your job search and ways to work with the astrology of a Saturn cycle when you are engaging in job search. Today, what I want to talk about are other common mistakes that people make as they go through career transition or when they think it's time to look for another job. This is an episode, guys, where I actually pulled out a book from my master's program because I'm going to be referencing some career development theory here, and I wanted to make sure that I got it right. So if any of you are bookies, um, I am actually referencing what I learned in Career Theory and Practice, Learning Through Case Studies, which is a book that I use in my master's program. And what I want to talk about today specifically is the theory of circumscription and compromise from Gottfriedson. I think, yeah, Gottfriedson is how you pronounce it. So this is something that people don't think about in job search. What they don't think about is how little you actually know about the world of work. I'm someone where I have spent so much time. I'm one of those nerds, right? This is this is my thing. This is what keeps me up at night because I can't stop thinking about it is career and vocation and job search. And I just eat it up. Like I love it so much. So I have dedicated a huge chunk of my life and my degrees into studying this. And I still know so little about the world of work and around the types of jobs that are out there and available, right? What I'm really good at is helping people clarify their own inner voice and leverage their resources and previous experience to uh, find the pathway and to move down it to reaching their career goals and finding fulfillment and alignment in their life. But I actually know very little about different industries and job titles. And that's because the world of work is constantly changing, right? Like, I mean, working in human resources is a really good example of this because at first it was like, well, the personnel, you have to go talk to personnel and personnel primarily, um, you know, wrote people up, got them in trouble. They're the police officers, but they also ran payroll and that's primarily what they did. And then you have human resources and then human resources still had the responsibility of, you know, doing disciplinary action as well as running payroll. But now you added benefits there and you had to talk about, you know, now you have to train people and hire people. And now it's people and culture. This is the new wave of what's happening in human resources is you don't have the chief human resources officer. You have the chief people officer. You don't have the HR team. You have like the people team or the culture team or the engagement team or the experience team or there's a ton of buzzwords right and we're a big fan of language and changing language and all of you witches out there know that this is important because words are spells and language is magic right so it's important that we're constantly reinventing and changing this but the point of me sharing that is that we know nothing about the future of work and engaging in in job search when we're trying to think about what job title do I want to move into next? That's where everyone gets it wrong is they think about what job title should I be looking for? You know, you decide that you hate your job enough that you want to look for a new one. You know, you're not getting paid fair. You hate your manager. You just graduated and you want to do something different. So you get on a job board, right? We've all done this. You get on Indeed or you get on LinkedIn and you're looking for jobs and you're just stuck because you're like, what do I even look for? What job title do I even type in? 
So then you just go to open jobs and you're like, well, I know I need to make at least X dollars a year or an hour. I know that I want it to be full-time or part-time. I know if I want it to be in-person or remote. And so you put whatever parameters around your job search that you do know, and then you're given job titles, but you don't know what they are. You don't know what they mean. Shit. I work in HR and I don't understand a lot of job titles or what the work entails based on the job title alone. So now you have to read all of the job listings and talk about burnout. Okay. Not even hiring managers like reading (laughs) the job listings that they're hiring for. Right. Um, and so it's, it's troublesome and people get really, really stuck in job search because this is how they approach it. And this is how you avoid that. All right. So I, I told you I wanted to talk about this theory from Gottfriedson, the theory of circumscription and compromise. And so fundamentally what this theory is talking about is that when we started thinking about the world of work, when we started thinking about careers, and I kind of touched on this a little bit in my previous episode where I talked about how, um, you know, when you're little and people ask you, well, what do you want to do for work? There are certain answers that you give, but when you think about the answers that a lot of children give, they all have something in common. The only jobs or careers that children give when they answer to that question are the ones that they know about. How many of you just rolled your eyes at me? Cause you're like, obviously Jessica, <laughs> that seems so obvious, but I swear to you, you don't think about it when you start looking for careers. You only look for the jobs that you know exist. You only think that careers are possible in the ones that you have been exposed to. So if you grew up um, where, you know, the majority of people in your life were teachers, doctors, uh, nurses, or small business owners, or police officers, the firefighters, the, the, look, all of these things that I listed, these are all jobs that we know about as children because they're written in books. They're the people that we learn about. My daughter's in preschool. Well, she's moving into kindergarten, but in preschool, you know, they had police officers come into their classroom. They went and visited the fire station. They have teachers in their life and they've been to the doctor's office and they've been to the grocery store. And then whatever mom and dad do, right? Whatever grandma and grandpa do. Those are the only jobs that my kids know exist because they're little and they're kids. Um, And so this theory of uh, circumscription means that we immediately eliminate any job that we don't know exists. And then when we learn about it, we include it in the potential for job search, right? But you are eliminating the majority of jobs available to you just because you don't know that they exist. And the only reason you don't know that they exist is because you don't know anyone who's been doing them um, and you haven't engaged with it, right? This is something that, again, in human resources, I always sound really fascinating. I've worked in HR or in HR capacities for 10 years now, and there are still roles in human resources that as I move to different companies, I'm exposed to and I think, what? That's your job? I didn't even know we hired someone to do that. But now that we say it out loud, that makes sense. We need someone to do that. Video, I'm sp- thinking specifically of videographers. There are videographers specifically and exclusively hired within the world of human resources. So every child out there that ever wanted to be a director or work in, you know, Hollywood, you don't have to be working on the next Marvel movie to be a director or an actor or something like that. There's actually a ton of ways to engage with this. And, you know, we just don't think about it because we don't know about it because we don't know anyone else who did it. So that's circumscription. 
a massive mistake that people make when they go to job search is they don't recognize that you're immediately eliminating everything that you don't know about. Okay. So after circumscription comes compromise. Now that, you know, you're only working within a limited scope, you're only even acknowledging the careers that you're aware of. Um, now you have to compromise. Well, which ones can I actually do? So if I know that I can be a police officer, a firefighter, a teacher, or a doctor, but I know that I don't want to go to school for too long, so I'm not going to be a doctor. I'm going to rule that one out. I know that I don't like working in high-pressure situations. You know, I don't want people shooting guns at me or running into buildings that are on fire, so I guess I will be a teacher. You know, that's compromise. Of what I know, here are the things that I'm willing to do. There's a lot more to that theory, of course, but we're not dedicating this episode to talking about this theory. Um, but these are these are mistakes that people make in their job search is they don't recognize all of the things that are unconsciously influencing their decisions. And so this is why we approach job search as just going to a blank career board or, you know, job posting site. And we already know that we don't know the job title that we're looking for because there's no way that we can know job titles that we're looking for unless we just want more of the same. Um, so we put in those other parameters. And then just by reading job titles alone, we have no idea. So this is when the circumscription and compromise really comes into play, right? So again, this is inspired by an interaction that I had with a, a recent client of mine. I'm going to talk about an actual resource that I think will be really helpful to people. Um, and that is you need to get exposed to other job possibilities. You need to get exposed to the world of work because otherwise you're just going to keep making these decisions based solely on what you know is available and what you're willing to compromise for. So you need to start learning about what's available because it's a lot more than you think. There's a ton of work out there. There's a ton of industries out there. There's a ton of job titles that are constantly changing and being reinvented. And one resource that I learned about in my master's program, and I love referring people to, is called ONET Online. O-N-E-T Online. If you just go to your you know search engine, type into the browser, ONET Online, you're going to find this uh, online database that's filled with a ton of information and all of it's linked to the Department of Labor. And so it's like, you know, you know relatively up to date, but it's just filled with a ton of information about different job profiles. And actually the piece of it that I really love pointing people to is if you go to again to your web browser and you go to the search bar and you type in ONET Online Interest Profiler. And what this will do is it will take you to a free online version where you can get access to your RISEC code. Now, RISEC is a career development like theory that was developed by Holland, John Holland. I'm going to pull up my table of contents while I'm talking. Um, and this is a theory that was developed, I believe, in the 1960s. And I've made posts about it on my Instagram. And I've talked a little bit about this on my TikTok as well, um, where I specifically talked about the RISIC code with different careers um, and the uh, astrology overlay of that. I, I looked specifically at chefs because I went through a severe iron chef phase. And so I looked at some prominent chefs. I looked at their natal charts and then I talked about their RISIC theories. Oh, it's right here. Uh, chapter six, Holland's theory of vocational personalities and work environments. So essentially what the ONET online interest profile does is that it takes this theory that was developed, um, and it gives you a really quick access to it, um, without having to pay for the full, like strong interest inventory, you get this free version online. And so it will ask you a series of questions like, 
of these tasks, which ones do you like to do? If you had to do any of these, which ones would it be? And at the end of it, it will give you a three letter code. So, you know, similar to other personality assessments, I'm looking at you, MBTI, it will give you kind of an acronym. And RISEC, R-I-A-S-E-C, talks about the different work environments that you like to be in, um, the type of work environments that you would thrive in, that really like meet your preferences. And based on your three letter code, they took a ton of job profiles, like a ton of different job profiles, not job titles, because again, those are subject to change, but job profiles. Um, And sometimes these are interchangeable with titles, but I just want to clarify that, that this is not, it won't give you the job title you should be looking for because you shouldn't be approaching your job search that way. Anyways, but once you get your three letter code, it will give you then a huge list of different job titles or job profiles that you might be interested in because they meet the parameters of your preferred work environments. And this is useful when you use it appropriately. What I don't want anyone to do is to like finish listening to this episode and then go onto the internet, go to this website, and then get their RISIC code, see the job profiles, and then specifically go to a job board and look for jobs with those words or with those titles. That is not the point of this exercise. The point of this exercise is to number one, get insight into your work environment preferences, which is an expression of your personality, right? And then to see the different types of work that aligns with those preferences, to get curious about it and to broaden your scope of what is available to you. Because it is a lot more than what we were exposed to as children or even young adults. I am in my early 30s and being, you know, a human resources professional, I have had insight into the majority of job titles at every organization that I have worked in. And again, I still have a very limited understanding of what is available to people out there because primarily I've worked in um, uh, hospitality and tourism, retail, uh, tech, and banking. I have never worked in healthcare. I just had to check my memory because I'm like, is that true? (laughs) Um, I've never worked in healthcare. I haven't worked. Well, I worked at university, so I guess I kind of worked in the education system. But you know, there's there's a lot of environments. I've never worked for the government. I've never been part of the military. There's a ton of things I have never done. Nonprofits. There's a ton of things that I don't know about um, and that you don't know about either. So again, this is this is something what we're talking about in this episode is job search advice, things that people get wrong and uh, practical things that you can do to feel more empowered and to more consciously engage in your job search. So in addition to working with the astrology, talking about how Saturn is influencing this, what are things that you've learned through your Saturn cycle? It's also, again, recognizing those limitations of knowledge. Um, What have you eliminated from your job search already just because you don't know that it exists? And then what have you compromised based on what you think is realistic and accessible to you? So if you are available after this episode is over, go to your web browser, ONET Online Interest Profiler, get your RISIC code and just explore different job options. And then, you know, another really awesome thing to do, go talk to people. These are informational interviews, right? Go talk to people. Go become friends with recruiters. 
Okay, especially ones at companies that you're interested in. And just ask them, what types of jobs do you hire for? Not because you're necessarily trying to find a job, although this is an excellent job search strategy, but because the point of this is to broaden your understanding of the world of work. To, to you know, take off the blinders, if you will, and start seeing what's in the peripheral. What are the things that are just out of sight? You know, what, what do you need to learn more about? And, and by broadening your perspective and by opening yourself up to the world of work, you now have more options. You have more to engage with, right? So I'm going to end the episode here. There's a lot more that I could say about it. There's a ton I could say about job search tips, but I want to talk specifically around um, the things that I think the majority of people really get wrong when it comes to job search. I hope this has been helpful to you. Let me know. Share this with anyone else that you think would be interested in it. Um, Thank you so much for your time today, and I will see you later. Thank you for listening to today's episode, Job Search Advice from me, That Witch from Work. You can find more information about how to work with me on my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. And if you have quick questions about job search or if you would like feedback, you're welcome to book some of my offerings with me. My lunch and learns are great for just quick conversations. Um, You can also book full natal astrology readings with me again on my website. Mm